All right. Uh, now, we heard yesterday that a Labor government under Anthony Albanese will improve Australia's disaster readiness by investing up to $200 million per year on disaster prevention and resilience. Thousands of Australians who face bushfires, floods and cyclones every year deserve to be protected by a federal government who plans ahead and invests to keep them safe. So they've called it a disaster ready fund. And to talk about it this morning from Queensland, Senator Murray Watt. Good morning to you, Senator. G'day, Marcus. Good to talk to you. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, this fund will curb the devastating impacts of natural disasters by investing in important disaster prevention projects. What will these be? Well, depending on the part of the country we're talking about, that could be anything from flood levies uh, to bushfire evacuation centres, cyclone shelters, fire breaks. Uh, there's a lot of areas of the country uh, that are at risk of bushfires that still have poor telecommunications networks um, to make sure that information can be passed on to residents and homeowners quickly. So there's a whole range of things that we can do as a country uh, to get in ahead of the game when we know that we are going to face more natural disasters to make sure that we're keeping people safe, uh, we're keeping properties safe and avoid the huge cost that we face every year uh, repairing the damage of natural disasters as well. Uh, I get a lot of call. This program is broadcast r into a number of areas that were smashed by bushfires uh, during, uh, well, 2019 into 2020, around that Christmas New Year period that, uh, uh, you know, we had the big fires. Mm. And we had a $4.7 billion emergency response fund announced by the King of Marketers, the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison. Tell me how much money has been spent out of that $4.7 billion fund uh, well, on the victims of, of these fires. Well, would it surprise you that uh, over two years since those bushfires happened, not a single cent has been spent from this $4.7 billion on disaster recovery? All right, no, uh, Senator, it would not surprise <laughs> me at all. Unfortunately, it wouldn't. It's, it's, it's a disgrace. Uh, just before Christmas, uh, I spent time uh, in some of those areas on the south coast of New South Wales with Fiona Phillips, the member for Gilmore, and in the Hawkesbury with the member for Macquarie, Susan Templeman, uh, meeting with people who were still rebuilding after the Black Summer bushfires, people who are still living in temporary accommodation, in some cases in caravans, uh, meeting businesses who are still operating out of temporary sheds because they haven't been able to rebuild. There are so many people who are still recovering from the Black Summer bushfires. And of course, there have been floods in certain parts of New South Wales since then as well that people are recovering from. There are roads that haven't been fixed. Uh, I met people in the Hawkesbury who now have to get out of their properties by driving along dangerous fire trails because the roads haven't been fixed since the floods nearly 12 months ago. So there are all sorts of people who need help with recovery yeah. and this fund just hasn't been used. Why hasn't it been used? $4.7 billion. It's money that belongs to all of us here in Australia. I mean, why hasn't it, why hasn't it been used by, uh, by the federal government to repair roads so that, as you said, people don't need to travel down fire trails, but more importantly, to get people out of temporary accommodation? 
Well, I think the only answer you can really come up with is that the government has decided to use this fund to prop up its budget bottom line rather than to help people. Uh, in the, the, what, the one thing that this fund has done over the last three years is earn the Morrison government over $750 million in interest uh, because they haven't used it to spend any money out of it. They invest the funds in, instead and that's the figure that they've generated in interest. It's disgraceful. I'm, look, I'm, um, you know, I'm an average bloke of average intelligence. I mean, I do a lot of research, obviously, for the job that I do. But mate, that doesn't that doesn't sit well. I don't it's understand how. Is, I don't, well, I don't understand. I, I don't get how average Joe sitting in a pub on a Friday afternoon having a couple of beers would find that passing any test. Come. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you had someone from the government on the program right now, what they would be saying to yeah, you is that, yeah, well, there's that. Uh, but what they would be saying to you is that this fund uh, was intended to be used as a last resort and that they've got all sorts of other funds that can help people. Well, if that's the case, why have we still got people living in temporary accommodation and caravans if there mm. are other funds available? And when it comes to investing in disaster prevention, uh, if they've got other funds, why are there still so many areas that are at risk of flooding, at risk of bushfires? Um, these are things that need to be done now rather than waiting for a crisis to hit us in the future yeah. and then all of a sudden wondering why we didn't do it earlier. All right, so this uh, uh, <laughs> this interest-earning ERF, um, the Emergency Relief Fund, um, will be revamped under a possible Albanese federal government. Um, maybe up to $200 million a year could be used for prevention and resilience. Exactly. I mean, I think that that's the thing that what we've learned through COVID as well is that what we need to have in this country is a federal government that actually looks over the horizon, sees what's coming and takes action now so that we prevent crises from hitting us in the face. That's whether we're talking about COVID. So, we, you know, we should have got in ahead and got rapid antigen tests because we knew what was coming. We should have got vaccines by planning ahead. And similarly, when it comes to disasters, yeah. we know that we're going to be facing more cyclones, more bushfires, more floods in the future. Mm. So why not invest now um, to keep people safe and avoid the cost that we incur every single year in repairing the damage? So that's what this fund's about, is providing an, a permanent ongoing fund of up to $200 million a year from the federal government to invest in these projects. Uh, and the intention is to work with the states, territories and local governments to, to wherever possible, have them match it as well. Um, so, you know, there's a huge backlog of these projects that need to be done to keep people safe. Uh, and this is the kind of thing you can expect from an Albanese Labor government where we do look ahead, where we do plan for the future and we take action now to look after our people. Well, I mean, fancy that, having a, a an environmental fund, uh, environmental, sorry, a disaster-ready fund that's actually used uh, for disasters and to well, maybe make <laughs> our communities exactly. a little safer rather well, than earning interest. Expect. Exactly. That's God. what you'd expect from your federal government. And if you're going to go out there and make promises when you create a fund, you've got to follow through. And we just haven't seen that happen with this one like so many other things from Scott Morrison and his government. Yeah, I've never, I just don't understand. Like I say, we broadcast to a number of these areas. I don't know, maybe the government just doesn't care or they think they're safe seats or they, you know, they think that they've lost them anyway. I'm not quite sure, but, you know, how on earth can you just sit there straight-faced 
on $4.7 billion of taxpayers' money, promising that it'll be spent to give relief to Australians affected by bushfires, by floods, all the rest of it, and not take a set out of it to assist anybody. And then and then front up the cameras the next day, grinning like a Cheshire idiot. I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm, it's, I'm it's over It's unbelievable. The, it's unbelievable, it. isn't it, Marcus? And, and you're right. I mean, it's not just the <laughs> south coast of New South Wales. Those bushfires... In Black Summer, hit the north coast as well. We've got we've had grass fires more recently in some yeah. parts of western New South Wales. Wherever you look, uh, there are things that we could be doing right now that will protect us uh, in from future disasters. You know, we're now in our third disaster season since this fund was created, and as I say to you, they haven't spent a cent on disaster recovery from it, and they haven't built a single disaster prevention project. You think about the damage that we're already incurring this year. Uh, from floods and bushfires that we know are going to happen. That, a lot of that could have been avoided if we'd used this fund at any point over the last three years um, to invest and build the projects that we need. Well, if you're not going to buy rapid antigen tests or masks or PPE to keep your population safe in a pandemic, then why on earth are you going to protect them during natural disasters? Good to have you on, Senator. Thank you. You too, Marcus. Good to talk. All the best. Bye. Uh, Senator Murray Watson. I get cranky. I, I get really cranky about it, particularly... You know, when I I learn that, again, this $4.7 billion emergency fund, emergency response fund that was announced by Scott Morrison with great fanfare. Look at me. I'm I'm doing something. I know all you people have been affected by bushfires, by floods, by all the rest of it. Look how good I am. I'm going to put all of your money aside and ensure that you're looked after. Two years later, not a cent has been spent on people who've contributed to the fund, taxpayers. Instead, it sits there in an account propping up the budget, earning, as the good senator said, nearly a billion dollars in interest. It's time for a change.